0: Welcome to A Healing Peace Podcast. My name is Kimair Baker. I am an overcomer. I am very passionate about helping others to achieve an abundant life fueled by spiritual principles and emotional balance. In this podcast series, we delve into spiritual self-care. Yes, we will explore exercising our minds and bodies But more importantly, we will discuss strengthening our inner being, embracing God's love, and being filled by the fullness of God. As you take this journey with us, we want to inspire possessing your authentic selves and happiness. Uh, Healing Peace is back. Thank you, ladies, for joining us. If you were with us last week, we started the conversation about being of good courage, tackling our fears, getting back to a place where we're trusting in God. And you know how I do. Anytime we have a new segment, I love having people on the show to share more insights, to share their experiences, and give us a little extra mm as we put these things in our everyday walk. And I'm not disappointing. Today, I have a wonderful friend on the show. Her name is Casey. She's going to share some good things. Casey, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Yes, always. And Casey, I know you, but these people who are listening to us don't know you. Can you please give us a little background about yourself, who you are, what you do, and why you're here?
1: Absolutely. Well, as uh, you know, my name is Casey Alexis, and I like to simply say that I am a woman who sees herself from God's point of view. That's it. That's all. (laughs) Which is the highest place anybody can see themselves, right? When you're able to see yourself the way God sees you. But if you want to know a little bit more about me, I'm also a wife and a mother to three, Um, I am a podcaster, I am an author, I am a speaker, I am a mentor, I am a businesswoman, so I wear several hats, but the greatest one of all is just being the daughter of the Most High God.
0: Now you see, she's starting out already preaching. (laughs) She's starting out. I'm like, I don't think I've ever introduced myself that way. So I, I think you're giving us a good little taste of what we're about to get ourselves into, you guys as she exudes that understanding about being his and and just that journey. And so we're just going to jump right on in because we know our topic today is talking about be strong and courageous. And I'm just going to start out simple by asking, what does that mean to you? Wow. Uh, Being strong and
1: courageous means truly and honestly, just doing everything that God has called me to do. So being strong and courageous I cannot do it in my own strength. Mm-hmm. It it takes God. It takes God in me to allow me to be able to do the things that he's called me to do. So yeah, that's what it means to me to be strong and courageous.
0: And that is so enlightening and I think encouraging to know that who you are and how you've evolved as an individual is by God's grace, it's by God's design. And and being in tune enough to know that you can't do it without him. Absolutely. And, yeah. And I'm, I'm quite intrigued because I don't meet very many people who know that right away. So was that something for you that you knew right away? Or was there a journey that got you to that place?
1: Oh, no, ma'am. It was definitely a hard journey <laughs> that got me to this place. A journey filled with valleys and hills and everything. A journey that started out when I, you know, at a place. I think back in 2017, I would say I got to a point in my life where I just wasn't happy. I didn't like the person that I was. I was tired of everything that I was doing—wifeyhood, mommyhood, all the hoods. I just felt they were all ghetto and. <laughs> Nothing was as it was supposed to be. I was at a point where I had checked all these boxes, right? If you're you're anything like me, for those of you listening, that you had this list of things that you wanted to accomplish and you're checking all of these boxes. You go to church every Sunday. You have a house. You have a car. You're pretty much living the American dream. From within, I was not satisfied. Something was wrong. Something was broken. Hmm. And I did not know what it was i just thought it was the external things right i thought it was mommyhood i thought it was wifehood i didn't know where the brokenness was coming from i thought it was everything external i didn't realize that the brokenness was happening inside of me and so that's pretty much where that the journey started
0: Hmm. And it's kind of interesting that you share that because recently Hmm. I had a conversation with a friend of mine and I was telling her like where I'm at in my journey. Like, I never thought that I would be at this place because I externally, I had all the things going for me. I looked good. I had a great job. I was successful. But inwardly, there were things that was just off and, and just carrying all these wounds right to the point where even though externally i looked great i was still so unhappy did you know that a healing peace podcast is a part of a larger community that's right a healing peace is the educational component of j intelligence j intel j intel is a nonprofit organization that promotes a faith-based message of healing and emotional wellness together we create programs that empower women in their emotional health and wellness process with faith-based and therapeutic tools. These tools educate, connect, and transform into the abundant life that God provides. Learn more about Intel at JINTEL.org. And so for yourself, how did you get back to a place and start migrating? Say, okay, there's something internally not right. What do I do next? How do I move from this place to something where I can be happy and more fulfilled. If you can share a little bit about that transition, that journey, that would be great. Because I know our listeners want to hear that as well. Because I know when I was going through, I felt like I was the only one. And and that's the privilege about this podcast is to know that you're not.
1: Absolutely. So I'm going to give you a little backup for a little bit. So when I decided, well, this is not right. Something's broken. Something's off. I didn't go to God right away. Matter of fact, I blame God. Mm. Um, I said it's all your fault. Mm. This I I did everything that I you told me to do, right? I did everything that the church tells me to do, and nothing is coming out the way that they're supposed to. Are you even real? Mm. You know, so I had one of those moments where I was putting my finger in the sky like, you're not real. Mm -hmm. This whole thing is fake. You're a liar. You know, I was going off. Okay, I'm surprised he didn't knock me out with some lightning from the sky, girl. And so I tried to (laughs) fix it all myself. I went on this journey where I was just like, forget God, forget everything, forget mommy, her wife, all of this is just a mess. So I try to fix it myself. You know, I try to heal myself and go on this journey alone. And I found out that, no, I couldn't. As, after I bumped myself, bruised myself, hurt myself, <laughs> trying to fix myself, I surrendered to God. And it was really mm. uh, a Job experience. If you get to the um, the last chapters of Job, when he said, you know what, I, I thought of, I knew about you. I thought I knew of you. But, after this experience, I know you, and so that's where the journey pretty much continues where I thought I knew about God all those years that you know I was doing checking off those boxes and all that stuff, but I've come to realize that I didn't know all I had a religious experience mm-hmm. i had a um a life of church, right, mm-hmm. a life of just going to church on Sundays from these mm-hmm. hours and And then I wondered why my life wasn't going the way that it was supposed to go. But Mm -hmm. I finally surrendered to God. And in that surrender, I knew that there needed to be work needed to be done. I had to, of course, repent for my behavior and literally start fresh by getting the necessary help by going to see a therapist to sit down and really talk things through, really going over why I was in the place that I was in. And really going after that deliverance. A lot of times people don't, church people, we don't realize that therapy is just another form of deliverance, right? It's just not with the oil and the the praying over you, know, that stuff It's literally a form of deliverance. And God used that form of deliverance to get me to where I am today.
0: Hmm. And you shared so much which is all great, sure. but I kind of want to take a step back a little bit because I know before when I did an interview with someone, I was like, this happened, this happened. And they're like, wait, you made it sound so easy. And so what you describe, even though I hear that tension, there's still elements where it was like, oh, that sounds too easy. And so I, I want to know when you were going through that wrestling piece with God, and trying to because you said he brought me back to a place of surrender Mm. now when that piece happened did everything else around you kind of collapse and that was kind of like the last thing that you had to do was like okay it's just not working this way
1: no see one thing about me (laughs) i don't like pain and i don't like hardship so i don't have to get to you know how somebody got to get to the bottom yeah i didn't have to get to the bottom i god knows Casey just need to stub her toe one time, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm back, Jesus. <laughs> I surrender. All I don't need to be like all the way at the bottom to really realize it, right? So I didn't have that low, low, low moment. Okay, but I re I came to the full realization, yeah, that what I was doing was not working. Having Mm. my feet dipped out into the world for like 2.5 seconds wasn't it. Like, I really came to realize that if I did not get myself back in order, death would have been the next thing. Mm. And I could not do that to myself. I could not do that to my husband. And I definitely could not do that to my children. So I came to full realization that I needed to surrender all and get back in alignment with my father.
0: Sure. And I definitely appreciate you sharing that. And It's so rich in that level of understanding because it's, it's as if you knew well enough of God that you allowed him to guide you back. And, and also it sounded like you had a good reverence for him, uh, understanding that he still is Lord despite what you're experiencing?
1: Yes, I did still have a healthy fear of God. Yeah. And that, yeah, that definitely helped because that really brought me back to my senses. <laughs> Once I realized like, girl, um, the path that you're going to is going to lead only to one place and that's the grave.
0: Right.
1: Whether it's the spiritual grave or whether it was the physical grave, it was going to lead to a grave.
0: Yeah. And as you're sharing this as well, one of the things that hits home to me, which I think corresponds to what we're talking about today about being strong and courageous, but that level of surrender, I would like to highlight that that requires strength and it requires courage in knowing that even though I don't understand the full outcome right now, God still has a bigger plan in the picture.
1: Absolutely. I never looked at it that way, but you're right. You're absolutely right. It does take some strength and courage to do that. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: And which leads to the next round of questions, because you brought it up already as well, was your therapy experience. And was it easy for you to say, okay, I need additional help? It was easy for
1: me because I think this has always been in me from the time of my youth. I've always looked for the ability to learn because I'm a learner. Okay. And to not make mistakes. (laughs) Because like I told you, I hate pain. Right. Um, And so it didn't take me long to surrender to the idea of therapy because I was like, you know what? What I have been doing wasn't working. Praying is or could only do so much. And I'm not knocking praying, right? But we also have to move in action. I can pray all day, but if I don't move, mm-hmm. my prayers are it's just prayers, right? I have to align myself with the, my faith mm-hmm. and step out and begin to walk my faith out. So when I decided to walk my faith out that I needed additional support, therapy was definitely something that I surrendered to, and it was a Christian therapist. It was someone that was filled with the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. that I could sit down with and that saw beyond just my words and began to operate under the, the, their calling and under the Holy Spirit and was able to guide me through my deliverance.
0: Yeah. And I really liked how you shared that it was an extension of your faith that walked because so many times, especially within our community, African American community, Black community, like therapist is still kind of taboo, and it's not something that we run to right away. And or those of faith may think, okay, because I I know I've experienced this in my own life, mm-hmm. where they're like, well, you're a child of God, you know, all you have to do is pray, and I'm like, wait, hold up, I'm experiencing so much more that praying. Is great, but it's not addressing those underlying issues. Right. Yeah. And so I'm excited that you shared that because then it's like, oh, you're not the only one. Again, that's why we do the podcast. Right.
1: <laughs> right. It was absolutely necessary to surrender my faith to that aspect of therapy. If you look at throughout scripture, Right. We've had so many stories of when Jesus was out and about and that people will come to him. They would come to him and and to look for their healing and deliverance. If you look at the woman with the issue of blood, she didn't just stay in her house and pray for healing. She got up, she put on her clothes, she got out of her house, and she walked. Mm -hmm. And when there was a whole crowd, she didn't just stop there and pray for her deliverance. She walked through the crowd as best as she could and put her hand out to grab the hem of his garment. All of that was action in order for her to be delivered from that issue of blood. So if we look at just that one experience and so many others where people had to take action, their faith made them take action in order to go after their deliverance. And so it cannot just be confined to just prayer. Prayer is absolutely a powerful thing because literally your time with God and heaven coming down to earth. But in that time of prayer, God is giving you action. He's telling you what to do if you're listening and he's telling you where, what you need to do, the steps, right? Just like God is just, uh, he's just strategic. He's always telling us and giving us uh, Uh, the steps to take in order to do what we need to do. He gave Moses steps. He gave Noah steps. They all had to do something. Jesus had steps where he taught me that he needed to do. So we have to take action. And just therapy was just the steps that I needed to take in order to be delivered. And that
0: is so powerful. (laughs) I can't wait till we get the opportunity to play this back so you can hear what you just said, because I don't think you realize what you just said. <laughs> but the way that you broke down the lady who reached out for Jesus to be healed is amazing. And I don't think, I mean, I've heard that shared many times over that passage, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't think it was, for me, I never connected it with the fulfillment of going after your deliverance and the additional aspect of your faith in work going after your healing. Amen, amen. And that is so profound because I I know so many times I get in trouble because I think knowing is just enough. Amen. Right, like, oh, I know I'm not supposed to be like this and Mm -hmm. okay, tomorrow I know it, so I'm going to be different. But unless I put action behind it, no, I'm not going to be different. Absolutely not. Yeah. And so to hear you share that with the connection with healing, because I, I know we watched, well, I've watched several TV shows, one in particular, I'm not going to bring up the name, where the person always talks about you have to work your healing, right? You have to work that journey. Mm-hmm. And when you're watching it unfold, you look at it, and you're like, oh my gosh, it's so much work. And then in that process of, oh my gosh, you so much work, you see the anger, you see the flight response, or sometimes, you know, they will you know, stay, but that anger will just consume them to the point that it's just not healthy anymore.
1: Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. And and so for you, what kept you from running from it? What kept you from lashing out and hurting others from it? But What was that piece that said, "Okay, this is what Casey needs and I'm willing to deal with these hard issues? Can you take us a little bit through that journey?
1: Sure. It was two things. One, it was fatigue. Mm. I was tired. I was so tired of (laughs) just doing it on my own and trying to figure it out on my own. I was just tired of the whole thing. And the second thing was my children. Mm. I refused to pass it down to my kids. Mm. I refuse. Um, a lot of the stuff that we are going through is because the generation before us refused to do the work. Mm. And so I refuse to be that to my kids. I refuse for my children to be sitting down, um, on the couch expressing how, you know, their mother passed this thing down to them. If that was one thing I I just refused to do. If I'm going to be the generational uh, curse breaker, that's what I was going to be. If I'm going to be the one that's holding Goliath's head and saying enough is enough, that's what I was going to be.
0: <laughs> mm. I just was tired and I refused to pass it down for my kids. And again, I will highlight that those types of decisions really do exemplify our subject for today about being strong and courageous. Because again, you, you saw the need to be in a different place. And within that need, you are willing to take the journey to improve or encourage your spirit. And by doing so, helping out or creating an environment where we're not repeating that to family members. Right. Right. Yeah. And I think, again, I'm, I'm going to highlight that one more time because our natural recourse is to try to find other things to dull the pain. Mm -hmm. And in those other things, we continue to be more and more wounded. Absolutely. And so it does take strength and courage to say, I'm not going to live in my woundedness. I'm not going to live in my brokenness. Absolutely. Yes. So again, I appreciate all the things that you've shared up to this point, as well as your conviction about your resolve to be on that journey. Because sometimes we need to hear that to be inspired because we know that life is still going to throw stuff and we get a little tired. Mm-hmm. It was like, uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not going to do this. But I, I think you guys who are listening, Casey really exemplifies what happens when you push through that tiredness to a place where she's able to proclaim God's goodness and gifts in her life. And that is incredible. Amen. Incredible. And so I wanted to ask one more question because you talked about this healing process. You talked about God reaching through it. And so, what was another aspect of learning how to hear his voice in this part of your journey?
1: Oh, see, that's a loaded question. Um uh, because as I went on this journey of rediscovery, I like to call it, sitting down with one of the things that was great about sitting down with uh my therapist at the time was the fact that and it was a he and he clearly uh gave me an example of what life looks like. Like it's a physical building, right? And on, in each building there are floors. And each floor Mm -hmm. is a year of your life. So as I was going through the floors, I realized how even into my adulthood, how God was speaking through me and continues to speak to me. And that's how I learned his voice. Mm. And it wasn't until I went through that process of healing that I truly understand how God speaks to me. My, the purpose that he has for me, the call on my life, it literally was the healing process that allowed me to understand and hear God's voice a lot clearer.
0: And that's great that you shared that. And that's something that I spoke about before when someone was interviewing me is because that level of brokenness and those wounds are so loud, that pain is so loud. So many times we can't hear his voice. But he's always been there and he's always guiding us through our next part of the journey. And once we start removing those layers, it becomes clearer, clearer. It's not as muffled because it's not being suffocated by our pain. Yes,
1: absolutely. It, it really is stifling the pain, the trauma. Though. It really mm. stifles everything that God desires to do in you and through you. And it wasn't until the healing journey that I was able to stop seeing life through pain colored glasses, because we literally look through life through our pain. If we do not get delivered and set free from the things that we've experienced. Mm.
0: And I feel like that's a great place to stop for right now. Cause of course that statement, I have about four more questions. But I'm going to stop because I, I see that we ran out of time for today. And ah, but what a great place to, to end, though, is that understanding and that, that sense of connectedness. Mm-hmm. And so I, I always do this because I get so excited. So people who've been with me for a while, they know how we do the routine. But I get so excited and I always make the assumption you're coming back. So let me ask, will you come back so we can finish this conversation about being strong and courageous and how in our healing process, we're drawing closer to God in this area of our lives? Absolutely.
1: It would be a privilege and an honor.
0: All right. Well, guys, come back to us next week. We're going to finish this wonderful conversation. Thank you for listening.